Hello and welcome to episode 151. That's right, we've skipped 150 of the Startcast, Press Art Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I am your host, Ian Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Stephen. Hi there. And Brody. Sup? Sup? That's a that's a new one for you, Brody. How you, yeah, how, how are you doing, dog? Sup, bro? <laughs> Bruh? Bruh, yeah, I need to think of all these kind of cool surfer terms now. Obviously not a cool surfer, so they're not coming to mind. You're gnarly, um, man. Well, we've got heaps to discuss today, actually, guys. Um, but I first want to check in with you to see if you'd watch any new trailers this week, because um, it's a bit of a busy week for new trailers and stuff. Brody, you got up for the... Um, uh, the QuakeCon conference, I guess it was. wasn't Was it so much a conference, or they just like a sort of series of announcements they made at QuakeCon? Yeah, I, I think I, I didn't really. I was there only for one thing, really. I, I woke up after the fact. I didn't wake up for it. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> like so, I obviously woke up to watch the Doom stuff. But I think they announced mm. a few things, like uh, Quake Champions going free to play and stuff like that. Yeah, and they showed off some more of Rage too as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they did. Ah, uh, that actually actually looks really cool. They're starting to win me over with that. The convoys yeah. look super fun. They remind me of like uh like in the article I wrote, I said it sort of looks like uh like Mad Max Fury Road a little bit. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, but yeah, I think needless to say, it was all about Doom Eternal, and that game yeah. looks damn good. <laughs> Doesn't it just? And how about that laser sword? Oh man, so good. Did you watch the trailer too, Steve? All I've seen are screenshots, like I've just been so busy all week, it's like if I'm not at work, I'm at home doing something, and I just like don't even think about the trailer, so yeah. somehow I haven't was, seen was- them. It was a reasonable amount of gameplay they showed off too. Um, the probably, way, yeah, like tw- twenty minutes, yeah. Yeah, the way I watched it, there was like um, a twenty-six minute clip that they put out, I think, of like the sort of quake section. Sorry, the uh, the Doom section at QuakeCon, um, mm. and they sort of like I think it was the game director and the creative director kind of came out on stage and they talked. They would talk about it a bit and then show some gameplay and talk about it a bit more and then go back to the gameplay. So I sat through that, but yeah, that was like a twenty-minute slog. But oh man, the it's just so good. It's just so my kind of game. Like the music is so spot on too. And um, how cool is it that they've uh, and added like sort of like Dark Souls like invasions where you can like invade other people's campaigns? Excuse right. me. Um, so cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think I think it's cool. I'm aware that, and I think they are too. That it's that's not everyone's cup of tea. I don't know how much well, I'll want to do that. But well, it's, they it's do nice say that it's in it's entirely in the player's hands. Like you can choose yeah. not to partake in those sort of things. But yeah. Is that I like, like players the idea coming of invading in other people's games, but not so much being invaded? Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Is yeah. it like players coming in as like human characters with guns, or like no, possessing no, they the come demons? In as demons? That yeah. is awesome, and I will leave that shit on all the time. That sounds so cool. <laughs> and I will invade you, sir. Please. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> the idea of being like in control of demons. Cannot I think multiple people can be in control of like demons at once as well, can't they? So like, you're yeah, I think against I think they multiple. said. I think they said up to four of you can like go in as a uh, sort of like a, a a doom slayer hunting squad, That's, basically to yeah. yeah. See, that sounds really cool, but I feel like I'd imagine, want to grieve other people but not be grieved myself. That's yeah, the kind imagine of- like getting three of your friends and thinking, let's just dick over this one guy who's yeah. trying to like finish the last level. Yeah, I, I like Especially to imagine if you can like match if I friends, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, if it's friends, it'll be so cool, like, especially if it comes up. You don't know that the demon is someone that you know, maybe, and then you kill them, and it's like, oh, you killed Brody. Hell yeah, I did. That yeah. would be so great. <laughs> I feel like you... Brody would kill me a lot more of the time, though. That's my worry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm garbage. I'm garbage at games. Ask anyone. Uh, did, did you watch the uh, Spider-Man trailer? I actually didn't get to watch it. 
Uh, yeah, um, I feel like, I'm trying to think. One came out today, but one came out earlier in the week too, didn't it? Um, I'm worried that they're going to be like story based, so I'm steering away from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. There was the, the launch, like the gameplay launch trailer, I think. And then there was an open world trailer today. Um, and the open, I don't, I, now I'm worried about it saying too much. I think the, the gameplay launch trailer kind of dropped a few hints. Um, I, feel, I feel like they spoiled so much during E3 that I'm not going to be surprised, so feel free to talk about it. Well, Miles Morales, like, bookends that that trailer, right? Um, I think he's already been seen, so... Yeah, but, like, he's he features quite heavily in the trailer, um, hmm. which has obviously got, like, a bunch of people speculating that he is going to replace Peter Parker at some point, like, during the course of the game, maybe... Which, to be fair, I think would be really cool. Like, I think hmm. we're sort of expecting this to sort of be... I don't know. At least I'm expecting it to be sort of, like, quite a light-hearted, sort of typical comic book sort of romp. Um, but, you know, if they introduce some darker elements with, like, Peter Parker dying at one point and Miles Morales taking over the mantle, um, that would be really I could really see cool. something like that happening. Yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of... It'd be a bit of a twist, for sure. I think there's, like, a line of dialogue as well that said, like... Miles Morales has clearly been trying to, like, help fight bad guys, whatever, and Spider-Man go, comes to the rescue and he says, leave it for the professionals. And then uh, Miles Morales, like, as Spider-Man swinging his face, like, but what happens if you're not around? Or something to that effect. Um, which, to me, is kind of suggestive. I don't know. Or, or, or maybe it's as simple as, uh, like, that part we saw at E3 where he's getting absolutely wailed on by the Sinister Six. Maybe they just beat him into a coma or something and then Miles Morales has to take over. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Or maybe they'll team up. Maybe there'll be, like, two Spider-Mans at once. I don't know. They could take oh my take uh, free reign with it, I guess. Um, but the open world trailer today was uh, was really sick. Um, they were kind of showing off um, all the sort of different things you were going to be able to do within the world and what sort of collectibles there might have been and that kind of thing. Um, it's only, like, three weeks away, isn't it? It's so soon, yeah. Yeah, uh, when is it? Like September 7th it comes out, I want to say, yeah. something like that. Um, it's like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, so soon. Oh, we're starting to hit that, like, that sort of peak time where just, like, every week there's this major release and it's going to be Goodbye, a disaster. Money. I'm still trying to finish God of War. I started playing that again this week, but I'm still trying to get that done because damn Fortnite. Anyhow, that's <laughs> I've fulfilled my Fortnite quota um, so far. Yeah, you gonna you keen for Spider Man Seven? Like a day one purchase for you? I I think it will be like for the most mundane and weird of reasons. Like one of my favorite games on the NES was Spider Man and the Sinister Six. Even though that game was oh, yeah. absolute trash, like I can't go back and play it now. And there are so many broken things about it. But like that was mm. my introduction to all of those extremely cool villains. And like they generally haven't played much of a part in games and movies since then. And so like yeah. seeing them all come back in, I think were they in the E three trailer? I think they, they were. were yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was just like, I was immediately on board the moment I saw all those people there. It was just so cool. Okay. So was it kind of nostalgic for you? Is that what you're saying? A little bit, yeah. Like, it's interesting thinking of Spider-Man. Like, when, when I was growing up, it's like, oh, yeah, he's a kid just like me. And now it's just, oh, he's a kid. I, I've got to take care of him. He's, he's a small, small boy. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it is a little bit nostalgic because I was never a massive comic nerd, but I was kind of a Spider-Man nerd for a little while. And I'm keen to go back to that. Yeah, I've always gravitated towards Spider-Man as a superhero because he's just kind of like this kind of brash, sort of nerdy kind of kid that like lands his power and tries to do good with it and try to better himself. And I kind of always liked his sort of kind of goofy sort of nature. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I've always liked it for that reason. Um, but let's del- jump into the news. Got a few things that I wanted to discuss with you guys this week. Uh, number one being that the Time Splitters IP has been acquired by a subsidiary of THQ Nordic, um, who've obviously been acquiring a bunch of different IPs for some time now. Um, I must admit, I don't have any like particular uh, relationship with the Time Splitters games at all. Um, but Brody, would you be excited for a new Time Splitters game potentially, or a release, a re-release maybe of one of the previous ones? Uh, I'm not sure necessarily about a new Time Splitters game, but mm. I did. I was one of those that sort of grew up, not necessarily with the first game. From what I recall, the first game was hot trash. It was not great. Just, it, it was not as good not as the second one. Let's say. Yeah, the second one was really good, but I would kill for like a, a port of like Future Perfect because the multiplayer in that was like, yeah, it was so good. Mm. So like, I'd be keen for like a like if they bundled them up in like a HD re-release or something like that. I'd I'd pick them up. But as far as like, I think I don't know. I'm sort of over that IP now, so I'm not sure that I'd sort of get on board for a new game necessarily. Yeah, is that sort of the same feeling with you then, Stephen? Yeah, I hadn't even like I saw this news and it's sort of the most excited I've been about game news all week. But I didn't even consider the fact that, oh, maybe they'll make a new Time Splitters game. It just went straight to my mind as they're going to do, you know, either a sort of a re-release, maybe just backwards compatibility, or no, they can't do that. But yeah, some sort of either basic port or a full-on remaster of the trilogy and either of those I'd be so, so ready for. Like, mm-hmm. if they could bring, like, online co-op into the campaigns, online multiplayer into the just, like, general uh, competitive multiplayer, that would just be incredible. I, I only ever got to play that rarely with like when you have a bunch of friends over at the same time and i never got to play it online because i was a gamecube owner and the gamecube version didn't get online but like yeah that would just be so amazing i've got a couple of friends from like who are nostalgic for that exact time who knows if it'll like hold our attention for a long time but for a while this would be an amazing game to play through multiplayer either yeah the campaign or competitive it was it's just ridiculously fast like arcadey sort of shooting it's the kind of quick fire stuff you don't really I don't get so much of anymore, I guess. Like, Call of Duty is a bit... Yeah. It's a bit similar, but sort of a bit... Takes itself a bit seriously in in comparison, whereas this is like... You can be a monkey if you want. It'll go on your permanent profile how many times you've been a monkey because you're small (laughs) and no one can hit you. But, like, you can do that. And didn't the third one have a pretty good, like, map editor? Yeah, the second one did too, actually. So that could make some pretty interesting things if that's sort of connected to some sort of online repository as well. For sure. It's interesting what um, THQ Nordic are sort of doing as well, right? Like, I think out of everything they've done, this kind of makes the most business sense in my mind. They're obviously kind of looking at other uh, publishers, like, re-releasing their IPs and and capitalizing off that. Obviously, like, we've seen Crash do tremendously well, and um, it looks as if Spyro will do pretty well uh, for itself later this year as well. Are they Um, the ones bringing back uh, Darksiders as well? uh, I believe so. I believe so as well. We both believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we will all believe so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Darksiders so, was a THQ property, and I'm fairly yeah. sure that was one they repurchased. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Possibly. know. It, it makes sense, though. Like, it, it seemed really kind of bizarre what they were doing, like, readopting the THQ sort of branding and sort of going through, like, or, like reacquiring all the IPs they had. Like, it was... Well, you're just sort of recreating a brand that, that failed. What are you doing? Um, mm. But if they're just trying to, like, kind of juice whatever cash they can out of it, then I guess that, that makes sense. And if it allows some of these IPs to sort of see the light of day once more, then I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I think stuff like Time Split is never really 
failed. It sort of just they stopped making them after a while. It just they sure. I guess felt like they were done with the concept and moved on to bigger and better yeah, things. Well, they were but, released in kind of THQ's kind of yeah, prime, I guess right exactly. Yeah, I guess before the the fall of the general brand of THQ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm really keen for either you know this and just their general idea of bringing old games back. It's something that's it make it's very difficult to play games from that era unless you have the original hardware or you know want to yeah. get into the shady piracy side of things. And so just yeah, having this as an easy way to play stuff from that era is awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day because um, when uh, like this new um, PlayStation Four console got announced, the the 500 million, and they announced like 525. I think I think that was the figure. Million PlayStation consoles have been sold um, throughout every generation. I was like trying to think about how many sort of PlayStation consoles have like gone through my household in sort of various iterations, mm-hmm. and I only ever had one PS2, and it still works till this very day, as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, it's not been fired up for some time. Was it a fat um, model or a slim? It was a fat model, like it was an OG. Damn. That one's yeah, still working. You're, you're doing pretty well from what I gather. <laughs> Those things seem like they fell apart at the like slightest provocation. Yeah, because I, 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 like, I think it's pretty rare. That, like, most of them I see out sort of in the wild, so to speak, of the, the slim ones that they, they, mm. they release later on, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys still have working PS2s? Is that, yeah. is that common to still have them kicking around? There's so yeah. many of them out there, I guess. I think I've still got a working OG PS2. And, uh, All right. I think I've, yeah, and after the fact because I didn't grow up with PlayStation 1, I bought one of those after the fact. Yeah, which I believe, okay. believe still works, and I had a PS3. Yeah. Uh, and then I upgraded to, like, the slim PS3. Yeah. And then I bought a PS4, and then I upgraded to the Pro. So I've probably bought, what, what's that, six? Six PlayStations? Yeah. What about the yeah. PSP? What about the Vita? Uh, <laughs> I bought a couple of those in my time, but kick them straight away uh, I'd, I'd forgotten to factor those into my calculations my, bro- my they, brother had a psp go yeah i have a psp go that little thing rules <laughs> it is really cool yeah like it like it's Nobody totally off topic but me getting that trading in all my physical games and getting them all digitally meant that i could play them all in the vita and that's the best accident that ever happened yes <laughs> yeah that's a good shout uh, well, speaking of PlayStation platforms, Elder Scrolls Legends mightn't come to the PS4 without platform progress. Bethesda is the latest publisher to put pro- uh, pressure on PlayStation, obviously, to rethink its policy regarding cl- cross-platform support, with the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Pete Hines, suggesting their strategy card game, Elder Scrolls Legends, would not come without it. Uh, Brody, do you think this is going to be enough to make a difference, them sort of putting this pressure on PlayStation like this? I think if Fortnite didn't get it done, I don't think this is going to get it done. Yeah. By the way, did I or did I not say that Fortnite will like come and go, people will forget about it, PlayStation won't change, and we'll have this conversation again? I'm fairly sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh, no I, doubt. That's not maybe not a crazy prediction, but yeah. Look, like, I, uh, it's always going to happen, wasn't it? I, I appreciate Bethesda's stance. I'm in their corner. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope they talk PlayStation into it. But I don't think Elder Scrolls Legends is going to get them across the uh, the line. If they keep this stance with, say, Fallout seventy six, then you've got then you're cooking with gas. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Do but, you think they believe? Do you think? Do you believe they would actually do it? That they wouldn't put the game on the platform? I think. I think with Elder Scrolls Legends, I think they might because it seems fairly like low risk for them in that regard. Because isn't Elder Scrolls Legends like free to play anyway? Yeah, it's basically it's like so, Hearthstone yeah. for 
people who like Elder Scrolls more than Warcraft, as far as I understand. Yeah, and I, and I think it's still on mobile and stuff. So, I yeah. mean, there's, there's going to be a big enough market that I don't think they're going to suffer if it's not on PlayStation. But, like, any money that... I mean, it's if it's ready to roll, then, like, they'll make well, money they, off of it. Why would they not? They're true to their convictions, I suppose, and that that is something to be admired. I think, mm-hmm. like, the biggest part of it... They believe in it, cross-platform. Yeah, it's, I think cross-platform's a pretty important part. Like, I'm relatively yeah. into Hearthstone and the fact that I can play that on my phone against people playing it on their PC against on you know any other phone really it's like if you were restricted to the platform that you're playing it on it would just kind of suck and I feel like it would be the same in this case if you could only play Elder Scrolls Legends with people on PS4 I don't think like Fortnite can do it because it's as massive as it is and even though you need 100 people in a game you can find those in a second and it's easy but like Elder Scrolls Legends, I think if you limit yourself to just PS4, which is not really the optimum way to play a card strategy game at the, in the first place, yeah. like you yeah. might start having issues with finding players. And yeah, I, I think it's not a, this game is, I don't think it's going to make a difference. It's, it's not a big deal as exactly as Brody was saying, if they did it with a game that was imp- more important for one of a better way of saying it, it might actually push things and like. I've had some thoughts about this over the last week. Like Fortnite can't really do this because they're already they're already on the platforms. They can't exactly say, "Oh, we're going to pull no. us pull ourselves off PS4 until you like crossplay." Because then all the people who are all in on PS4 would just well, that would that be sucks. amazing, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> but like, you kind of have to control the message, though. Like, yeah. I fear that the, the, to the general consumer, they don't necessarily know that it's PlayStation that are the problem. Like, they mm. might not see progress carry over and then go well, what the hell, Bethesda? Like, or what the hell, Elder Scrolls? Like, what's this all about? And sort of blame the game or the publisher rather than the the hardware manufacturer? I don't know. I just think that it might reflect badly on them among sort of a general populace. But yeah, because not many people are going to know. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's it reminds me a little bit of, like, how Fortnite skipping the, the Play Store recently. Like, it's kind of the same thing, except you have mm. another option on an Android phone. But... I don't mm. think many people understand what's happening there either. Like it's to do with the revenue sharing thing. They don't want to give Google 30% of everything and they kind of just yeah. had had to with the iPhone because there's no other option there. But like, yeah. yeah, that leads to some dodgy things happening. And yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I want this to make an impact because I want to play Fortnite with my friends on other platforms. That's, that's important. And it would be cool if people yeah. who had Elder Scrolls Legends on the PS4, they could play against their friends on other platforms too. But it's, I don't think this is going to be more than a blip on the radar, quite honestly. On that note, I can't believe that Google aren't kind of like willing to neg- negotiate on that. Like, why oh, can't know. Epic sort of go to them and say, look, we'll put it on the Play Store if you take 5% rather than 30 And you'd be out of your mind for Google for, to not to accept a deal like that, right? Like, 5% is still... Like, I feel uh, like the ball figure, is in surely. Epic's court at this point. Google have the platform, have the people that want to play the game, but they also don't have the control over the platform to prevent monetization happening outside of their influence. Yeah. So, yeah, they. I feel like they. it would be in their interest to play the Epic game, but that might open up some some conversations with other people. It's like, well, why do they get a better deal? And then that could snowball maybe. Who knows? Mm. 
Speaking of opening up conversations, I want to open up a conversation <laughs> with you guys now because the I, I didn't actually script like any segues today. I was hoping I was going to make them up on the fly. Doing well. They succeeded. I've interrupted them with this monologue. Anyhow, um, the Avengers uh, make a subtle appearance in the new Spider-Man open world trailer. So we spoke about this briefly from the Spider-Man perspective, um, but I wanted to kind of discuss, um, which I think we've only sort of like tangentially kind of circled around before, um, the idea of like a Marvel video game universe. So in the open world trailer the avengers tower and the sanctum sanctorum are clearly visible like they're front and center in the video there's no missing them really um which a kind of is interesting in in what that might mean for the spider-man game um but i wanted to ask you like how do you think this kind of marvel video game universe is is going to roll out um brody we know that um you know square enix has supposedly got like a an avengers game in the work um do you think mm. that's going to relate to the Spider-Man one at all? Like, could we see this kind of overarching universe kind of be created linking games together? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess anything's possible, but I think it's just more likely that Insomniac are probably going to try and sustain their own sort of contained world, I would think. Mm. Um... I mean, the re- the reliance on other publishers to, like, maintain... the uh, Developers, sorry. To maintain the same quality as you would be just a minefield, I think. Um, so, while it would be cool, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I hope Insomniac, like, sort of just run with it and make, like, a trilogy of these games and sort of, like, expand it into, like, the wider Marvel universe, kind of like, <clears throat> like uh, the Arkham series, I guess, but... Uh, spider-man obviously yeah yeah um because like my my dream at the moment is that rocksteady will come out and like make uh, the superman game that they're rumored to be making uh-huh. and then sort of expand that into like the batman and then justice league and like make a big like dc game so if insomnia can do something similar with spider-man and marvel then that would be pretty cool yeah i guess it gets pretty complicated with all the the licensing though Stephen. do you think there's any way that it might work I think the way that I suspect it would work, if at all, and this is going to seem a bit of a downer, like they will, that obviously Disney, Marvel, they'll have like an iron fist around what you can do with these characters at all times. Like Insomniac can sort of have some control, but if they step like one foot out of the Marvel story Bible, it's it's not going to get approved. But like... I don't know I can see them doing this kind of oh look it's in the same place there's Avengers Avengers Tower oh look there's I don't know a thing that happened in the movie I'm trying to think of one but there's it's not coming to <laughs> mind but like I can see them having these background elements but the actual main stories of these games can't I don't think they can risk them being too important to the overall universe because games are not inherently as accessible as a movie, like purely from even just a time perspective. Not everyone will have the time to go through and finish a Spider-Man game, let alone the the desire to even play a game in some cases. Mm. And so they can't really make this a homecoming level story important sort of thing. It just has to be like a little on the side story that might have a few little Easter eggs to make you feel good about, oh, there's the thing from thing in the movie but i don't think it's going to be yeah. important enough to be what about that. what about just sort of like within the genre of video games though like do you think like they we've got the cinematic universe obviously um is, is what i don't know were you saying there that you don't think the like the cinematic universe and the video game universe could interact intersect or do you not see it working to i think i think games? they probably have okay. to intersect in some way but not really in any significant way i guess is what i'm mostly getting at like you'll they won't be able to do things that aren't approved by the general cinematic universe. Like, 
I don't know, Super mm. Spider-Man won't be able to fight Batman or something. I'm sure someone will have somewhat, something to say about that. But, like, yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be... The, it will be part of the... Yeah, I think it is part of the same universe, but it's just not going to be at the same level as a movie. You might have some character interactions and stuff, and it seems like that's kind of being hinted at with all the inclusions of the locations and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. not much beyond that, I would imagine. I'd be very curious to like understand sort of how the deals will work, and I I probably need to do some more research into it because I don't quite know like who owns the sort of Spider-Man kind of property within the context of video games, right? Like, because obviously Sony have um, ownership of him in the film space. I, mm. I have a feeling that might extend to video games too, and which is why uh, sort of seeing it as an exclusive on the PlayStation. Yeah, I assume that's, that's a case. good point. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, and they've obviously sort of reached out to Insomniac. They've worked with them before to sort of as a you know bring that third party um, in to make a, a an exclusive game. Um, but whether or not there would be sort of like any kind of overarching power for Marvel, Marvel to say, yeah, okay, you know, you can do that because obviously like Marvel and Sony are sort of collaborating now, which is why we see um, a Tom Holland Spider Man in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. Like I don't know if they if they've able been able to negotiate any sort of deal that yeah you can have like your exclusive video game but we're also going to use your peter parker in you know this avengers game that square enix are working on like i don't know i don't know like where the balance of power resides um i'd be curious to see like how much say that marvel sort of like has in managing all these different Disney should just buy Sony then, shouldn't they? They'll have everything. <laughs> I mean, Disney Disney are on the warpath. They're busy acquiring everyone. Like, maybe they should just be done and dusted and just, like, acquire the world's media. Press start and start working for Disney. And, <laughs> About <know>. time. Happy <laughs> in. Uh, well, let's uh, do a quick round of What the Wiki before we wrap up the show. A reminder that What the Wiki is the Starcast game show uh, where I, the host, reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Um, guys, neither of you were on last week, were you? Nope. I think I was. Oh. You were, Brady. <laughs> oh, sorry. Thanks. My memory is Wowza. Uh, I lost. I, so I lost I to, to uh, You lost to Matt. I lost a Matt, yeah. That's right. I'd forgotten about that, obviously. Um, well, so Brody's up to date on the new rules then, but I better fill Stephen in in case he didn't listen back. Please do. Um, the new rules are pretty much like the old rules. The new rules are pretty much <laughs> like the old rules. I've just made them official and kind of gotten evil with it. Um, so, uh, you know when you um, suggest the game... So, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll be reading through it, blah, 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 doing my spiel, uh, and you guess the game. And if you guess incorrectly, I used to sort of like... You used to be sort of excluded from guessing again until I'd finished the until the other player had guessed, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not explaining this particularly well. Uh, it's I'm still not following. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not still like that. I only finished the paragraph, and once I finished the paragraph, the other remaining contestant must guess. And or if, pass. Or pass. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and if they guess incorrectly or pass, then you both get to guess again. Cool. And I'll continue reading from that point on. That Sounds good. Keep the game. Keep the game flowing. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's to yeah so, uh, to, to to stop the person left from just listening to the whole entry, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, my voice is wearing out. Uh, all right. Uh, game number one submitted by friend of the show and official what the wiki keeper of the score at Jamie Penning over on Twitter. If you want to submit a game too, please DM me and I'll include it in the round. Uh, so game number one contestants, when you're ready. Ready. Yes. The game features quarterback Brett Favre, Favre on the cover. When the game was announced, Favre... Brody? <laughs> Brody. Madden NFL 19? 
Yeah, uh, incorrect. Oh no. Uh, had retired as a member of the Green Bay Packers, making him the first non-active player to be the cover athlete. However, a week before its release, he came out of retirement and was traded to the New York Jets. As a result, an alternative cover was made available. Uh, so how long's his paragraph? That's the end of the paragraph. Mm. Stephen, um, have you got a guess Stephen, at this point? Stephen, NFL game day 19... 19- <laughs> 30 i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, unlike previous versions the game was not released for the pc ea sports had said what they <laughs> ea sports said that they are quote retooling the pc version despite these claims of retooling pc users were again ignored the following year as no windows version of the subsequent game was released brody <laughs> brody <laughs> you don't have to guess there i can still keep going Madden NFL <laughs> 17. No, incorrect, no. Oh, Jamie, what are you doing? <laughs> the game was an American football video game based on the National Football League that was published by EA oh, Sports and developed by <laughs> EA Turbron. It is the 20th annual installment in its video game franchise. Oh, when did The game was released Steven? for the Nintendo... Steven? Madden NFL 2012? Incorrect. Uh. <laughs> Uh, the game was released for the Nintendo DS, PlayStation 2, PlayStation oh. 3, PlayStation Portable, Wii, Xbox, Xbox 360, and mobile Brody. phone. Brody. Madden NFL. <laughs> 13. Incorrect. No, why would you guess 13? Well, it was why, also well, the... <laughs> oh, it must be way earlier Steven. than that. Yeah. Steven. Uh, Madden NFL 04. <laughs> no. Or would it be later than that? It was also the last video game for the Xbox right, produced uh, and released in North can, America. <laughs> can we stop this for a second? Yeah. Can we can we just trade off guessing years, seeing as we know it's Madden NFL? <laughs> yeah, we're reasonably confident. Okay. So, right, so who guessed who guessed last? Stephen. Stephen. Okay. He's, he said 04. I did. All right. I'm going to say 07. Incorrect. I'm going to say 09. Correct! Well I knew that so that, well. I'm so That was skilled. goddamn painful. <laughs> I was thinking, are we going to do like a prices right, higher, lower thing or what? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Oh man. Uh, Jamie, unless, I think unless up? you had a really deep knowledge of Madden NFL games, which the three of us obviously do not. Who the <laughs> shit is Brad Favreau? Who the hell like, My only guess, like, the Favreau. only thing Favreau. I had to work on there was, like, it was on PS3 and Nintendo DS, so that gave us a little bit of a idea, but then I completely, like, underestimated. I was like, the DS isn't... or PS3 is not from, like, 2003, and, is it? And you said, like... <laughs> you said, like... You asked me, why did I guess 13? Man, they're still making Wii games today. It's true. <laughs> Xbox like, games? Original Xbox games in 2013? Oh, did you say original Xbox? Yeah, Xbox, Xbox oh, 360. <laughs> well, you know. Damn. Whatever, I wasn't listening. Come on, um, Brett Favreau. Is that his I, name? Uh, that guy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That that was hilarious. I enjoyed that. Uh, who got the point there? I'm so lost. Brody got Steve, the, Steven got me. the point. No, okay. Steven got the point. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Stephen just needs to guess the next game, and he'll uh, he'll win the round. But if Brody guesses the next one, it's going to go to a tiebreaker. Game number two. Several noted actors in the game include Susan Sarandon, Brandon Dourif, Carrie Fisher, Michael Madsen, Lena Headey, he- 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 <laughs> Lena and Chloe Grace Moritz, providing voice work for the game. During its three years in production, several versions of the game were developed. 
Before creation of the game's world, inspired by the late 19th century London and Edinburgh, the game was set to take place in medieval Japan and 17th century London. During development, mm -hmm. test players developed, discovered methods of exploiting the available powers and abilities to achieve unexpected outcomes. Instead of restricting these techniques, the designers attempted to redesign levels to accommodate them. The game's music score was composed by composer Daniel Licht to represent London in the 19th century. Brody? Brody? Ooh, I don't like this. I'm going to guess Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Incorrect. Steven? Uh, that was the end of the paragraph. Steven? Okay, yep. Dishonored? It is Dishonored. Well oh, done, damn. Steven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that was a total guess. Uh, Steven was, yeah. Uh, sorry, not Steven was in the news this week. Dishonored <laughs> was in the news this week. Um, oh, because they, they put it on yeah, ice. it's been put on ice temporarily. Um, yeah. It'll give me time to play them. Yeah. I'm getting smoked in What the Wiki lately. <laughs> I don't know if you could describe this round as smoked. I feel like. <laughs> it was Madden a decisive NFL victory, and I'll have no other words in this. Yeah, so hang on. Why was, why was Madden relevant? Uh, oh, God. There was a Did reason. Did a new game come out? If, was it because honest, of the guy they had to, like, they accidentally took out of. Like, they bleeped his name out of the music because they thought they didn't have license nah, to the name? Nah, Link, so dude. this is from Jamie. Link is that Madden NFL 19 has been released this week on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Aww. Which again oh, just shows God. how little we know about NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, this is the one time when I nearly told Jamie, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> I mean, it worked okay in the end. It was, he it was, was fun. He was a psychopath. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope you had fun with that, Jamie. I'm glad that I didn't say that because I had a lot of fun. But <laughs> oh, when it's goodness. like a game, an annualized release like that, where it could just be any year pretty much, and it relies on very specific knowledge, it's, yeah, w difficult in the extreme as we found today. But well done, Stephen. You Thank you. You persisted through it and uh, took the point there. I think, um, does that bring me, like, even with Brody, I think? I need, Oh, you are. You I, are, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Do you know the scores? I think, both on I six. I can't I think James scores. is nine, and now me and Steve are six, I think, maybe. That sounds Hang right. Hang on. Yeah. I can, I can oh, confirm. Can I say, I'll just open Twitter. He's tweeted me the scores recently. Oh, has he? <laughs> Here we go. James is it's nine. Uh, Brody at six. Me now at six. And Matt at two. Damn, there you've you really go. caught up, Stephen. Hell yeah, I have. I'm coming for you, James. Knock, well, knock. Well, yeah. Well we just got to keep James off the uh, the podcast and it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just got to keep setting the time zone to be that little bit earlier. So he's, uh, he's caught out every time. Uh, anyhow, with that, so let's bring an end to what was episode 151 of the Startcast. A reminder that 150, episode 150, is still coming. We're just kind of, I'm trying to work on something special there, and I can't announce anything just yet. Um, but subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other pod podcast service of your choice to get that as soon as it's available. Uh, and follow us at press.au and visit the site at press.com.au. You can join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. Let us know what FIFA game you want to be in next week's What the Wiki. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we've been joined today by Brody. Thank you. You can uh, find me on most socials at Brody underscore DG. Uh, I've got a review for We Happy Few coming up soon, so that should be out by the time you hear this. So read that and tell me how good it is. Cool. Thanks. And uh, maybe we can uh, talk about that next week if you're on, if you're available. Sure. Awesome. Uh, and also joining us today and taking away the points was Stephen. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on all the things. Uh, Twitter at Stephen Impson if you want to hear all about I don't know my dumb Fortnite things and on Instagram if you want to look at photos of magpies that's what I've been posting recently <laughs> <laughs> I did see that picture of that magpie it was a nice picture it was very inquisitive um, 
You what, sorry? He was very inquisitive. He was very inquisitive. I've... Total side tangent. I've grown a newfound <laughs> respect for, for magpies. Because my, my, my neighbor... Right. This is going to get really weird. <laughs> Please um, go on. <laughs> my neighbor, to be fair, is... I don't think she listens to the podcast. Um, she's quite eccentric. Uh, and she feeds the magpies... And she's kind of got them trained so that, huh. like, they know when it she's kind of about in the house. Um, and when she's there, they'll come at, like, a certain time of the day and just start singing to her for this food. And I didn't, I didn't huh. think magpies were that smart, and I didn't think they could sing. But That's <laughs> kind of cool. I'm very glad you told that story. I'm, I'm, what are, my they, are they singing warm. show tunes or what? Or? <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. I don't know. I don't know why I felt compelled to tell that story, but I did. Uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough for more hot takes about magpies. Um, we're running a bit of a fun sort of like competition. No, it's not really competition. It's like a tournament sort of thing um, through all our social medias at the moment. So we want to know uh, what the press art community's most anticipated game for the remainder of the year is. Um, it's already started. So there's already been a couple that have progressed through to the next round. Um, but over in our Instagram stories, over in our Facebook page, and over in our Twitter, we're going to be running polls every day for like the next two weeks, um, where you can vote for in a, like a head-to-head, which is your your favorite game or your most excited the game you're most excited for out of the two. Um, there's gonna it's we're in our round of sixteen at the moment, but we're then a progress into quarterfinals and then semifinals and then a, a final. Uh, and uh, it's been a bit of fun, and people are like already kind of getting competitive about it. And I've seen people like drawing mm-hmm. up their own rosters. Yeah, I'm kind of having a lot of fun with it. I um, can't believe what and, happened uh, with I'm Tomb sure Raider. Like, what is going on there? Uh, yeah, Tomb Raider lost out to Spyro, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Shameful. It was It was very close. Nostalgia's powerful, I guess. All this really, like, interesting data, um, which I'm drawing up onto, like, a, a Google sheet at the moment. Um, Ooh. And I'm, I'm going to do, like, this big, like, data dump, I think, at the end, and I'll have, like, graphs and stuff. Um, Love a good of, like, data all dump. These. Yeah, it was really close between Spyro and Tomb Raider, but uh, mm. I was also surprised to see Spyro... I was, I was, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was going to go like one way or the other. I wasn't sure because they're both really popular that's, games. That's but usually how really headheads tight. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Um, shout out to Magpies. Shout out to Magpies. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, happy gaming. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>